This month's sponsor of the podcast, Spamming Zero, is customer with a K, K-U-S-T-O-M-E-R.com. Go check customer out today. They're amazing. They are your top-rated CRM for customer service. Finally, a CRM meant for customer service. They deliver fast, rich experiences to your customers with omni-channel messaging, a unified customer view, and AI-powered automations like their AI chat, which comes with their products. Go check them out. They offer a free trial. They also have a slew of CX tools for customer experience professionals like yourself that you can use as well. And on top of that, they have brands like Glossier, Rappi, Skims, Ring, Hopper, and Untuck It all on their brand and using their products. They offer different types of solutions like self-service, artificial intelligence, of course, the CRM for customer service, and just customer service in general. So they actually can provide help desk features as well. Go check them out. They're amazing. And they're specifically meant for you. That's customer with a K, K-U-S-T-O-M-E-R.com. I'm James. And I'm Brian. And this is Spanning Zero. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Spamming Zero. I'm your host, James Gilbert. Today, we're joined by Jillian Estevez, who is the Customer Experience Manager at Last Crumb. Welcome to the show, Jillian. Hi, James. Thank you for having me. I need to let our listeners know this, and Jillian might be mad at me for saying this, but she was very nervous to do this episode. And so what we're going to do is throughout the episode, we're going to throw curveballs at her like crazy just to break <laughs> oh, down great. the ice. Oh my uh, God, it's going to be so fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to have a good time on this. Um, Jillian, tell the audience a little bit about yourself and, and you know, primary listeners of, of the podcast are, are direct-to-consumer uh, folks that are in roles just like yours. So talk to them yeah. about what you do. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I guess I can start with... I have been in the customer support, customer experience world since I was like 17 years old. That's when I got my first job and I worked in like a more of a face-to-face customer support role. Um, And from there, a couple years later, I was like, you know, I really want to work behind the scenes. This face-to-face thing might not be my my vibe. Um, So I landed a really cool opportunity at a luxury brand. few short years after that, I also was kind of like, man, everybody's talking about startups. I need to get into a startup. I need to like do that. It's really cool right now. And like not even thinking that like startups are very risky, right? At that time, I was just like, let's just do it. This is cool. <laughs> so I actually got a job at a startup and I, um, I loved it. But then the pandemic hit. <laughs> I had two kids and like life got really crazy, I'm sure for everybody. Um, but then I'm very thankful that I ended up getting an opportunity here at Last Crumb or with Last Crumb. And so basically my interview was pretty much, Hey, we have no CX at all. So you're just going to come in blind and like fix it for us. And I was like, Oh, Oh, it's like that. Okay, cool. So yeah, I thought it would be a really good opportunity for me to, take all of my experience throughout the years like and build 
the CX based off of what I wanted to see and like how I wanted to interact with people and what I imagined it would be or what I imagined everyone would want when speaking to someone through the computer. (laughs) (laughs) We are going to get into a really hot topic right now um, on this episode. So if you're listening, we're going to, we're going to unpack Jillian's hot take of why AI should not be the answer to your customer (laughs) experience. But before we do that, I want to ask you just a couple of questions to follow up with some of your role. Now, last crumb comes to you and they're like, Hey, like let's, let's build this thing. Right. Mm -hmm. So what's the, what's the first thing that you decided I'm going to do this and I'm going to implement this. What's the first thing. And then a follow up to that. How did you get buy-in from the rest of the organization to do that one thing? Oh, well, kind of tough. Uh, (laughs) So I think the one thing, like my main focus once I started was just to make sure that everything, one, sounded like our brand because we have a very unique brand tone. Um, So I needed to make sure that everything that we said to our customers was one, clear, concise, and like also brand voice. So that was one thing that I did when I came in was just cleared everything that we had as far as like macros and things like that, the way that we, you know, answer our tickets. And then, well, sorry, what was the other question? (laughs) And then how did you get people to buy, buy into it? Oh, like the rest of the team? Yeah. Well, you know, they were kind of like, this is your realm. We know nothing about this realm and we like fully trust everything that you decide on doing. So whatever you need to change, change it. And whatever you want to keep, keep it because they really are like, this is not us. Like (laughs) we need someone that can really, you know, build it out for us. So I think they were really open to just any idea that I had or any changes that I wanted to make, which was really fun. Um, And that's what I imagined in a startup would be like, me just like giving my ideas and changing things that I thought were wrong or, you know, didn't seem right. That's amazing empowerment that they gave you, which is awesome. For sure. For sure. I pulled up one of your company's recent Forbes articles to talk about this new collection of cookies that you just released Mm -hmm. not too long ago. And I just want the listeners to hear this because this is super cool. I, I love this description and I'm not even sure like if you guys had any say in how this was written, but I think it's pretty cool. The Stifler's Mom cookie is a true ode to the 90s film made with oatmeal, toffee, and brown butter crumble that's stuffed with apple pie filling naturally. There's also a cinnamon roll inspired cookie, one that's reminiscent of a classic peanut butter and jelly sandwich, a churro, and even a creme de la creme cookie that's last crumbs take on the oreo like cookie promising layers and layers of vanilla buttercream and homemade oreo cookie crumble so here's my question for you julian what's your favorite cookie oh man that's see these curveball questions (laughs) um from this platinum box i have to say the cinnamon roll it is truly like nostalgic it comes with a little icing bottle so you can drizzle it right on after you pop it out of the microwave it is delicious i love it i could eat 10 of them but i won't (laughs) (laughs) i love it 
Um, it, yeah. Like when I read this, I it literally made me want to buy cookies. And I've never really bought cookies <laughs> online before. Um, yeah. Typically, I, you know, I just make them with my kids or whatever. Have, so have cute, it be a fun yeah. thing. As a matter of fact, we just made some on Sunday. We made some chocolate chip cookies. And it was just like my kids just wanted to eat the dough the whole time. You know, I was like, well, I mean, why are we making yeah. cookies? If you just want a dough, like, let's just, you know, like, it kind of <laughs> defeats the purpose. I am curious when it comes to these cookies, if you have heard about the cookie war in Utah, have you heard about this war? No. All right. So you've got these. Cookie war? Yeah. Like with these cookie brands, you've, you've got to look it up. It's, it's wild. I mean, it is like really wild. It's all over the news. So crum crumble is a cookie place here in Utah. There's also another one, and I can't remember which one it was that's in this war, but they're like, like shooting their shots at each other, um, <laughs> like publicly, and it and it's wild. Like one of them hired like a media agency to create these really really funny like advertising videos to kind of like make fun that's of the funny. other one. <laughs> And then, like, they, like, are in this lawsuit together. It's just wild. Um, so I just, had to, I just had to ask, you know, because you work for a cookie company, if you've been a part of the cookie war that's, that's gone no, on. No, we're not, but it sounds exciting. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 no, it is I pretty think, fun. Yeah, I think we are, no offense at all um, to any other cookie brands, but I think we're on a different level maybe. So like we're doing different things. Maybe that's There you go, Jillian. Like... Jillian's hot take <laughs> calling out the other cookie brands. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. I love it. Oh, all right. So, so let's get into this hot topic. Um, you know, when I yeah. asked you not too long ago to come on the show, one of the things that I asked you was, tell me something that you think a lot of people might disagree with you on. And your response was really telling. Cause it was like, well, look, I, I really don't think AI is the answer and everyone's like on board with it. And I just yeah. think humans are needed. Uh, so yeah. like, what's your premise behind that? What's your argument behind that? And then yeah. how does that relate to what you're doing at last Chrome? I mean, let, let's start by saying, I don't want to make any AI platforms angry here because I know there's probably going to be a lot of them watching. <laughs> um, I'm not like 1000% against it. I know that it can be beneficial for certain companies, brands to use them, especially when on a larger scale. Um, but I think that a lot of people think that maybe it's easier to use them. Maybe it's like the easy way out of <laughs> of um, responding to customers and what I'm doing differently is that I want every interaction to be very personable and I think we said this before where obviously I'm not going to have something new to say to every single person even when the questions are pretty much the same but there's like little things that you can add in a response to a customer that can really change their outlook on your brand, right? So you reach out to them, you you say something that's in response to what they've said, like, a, like, hey, it's my husband's birthday and I really wanted to get these cookies. And then an AI responds and it's just very generic, which is usually the case, right? Um, your then, order will be there at this time and, and, <laughs> right, skip, right. and skip over the entire 
exactly. premise of so, the birthday, right? Right. And sometimes I think that is, some people just don't care, right? But other people, when maybe when you receive a, oh my God, happy birthday to your husband, you're such a great gift giver. <laughs> like, it sounds like a human, right? Because I am, I am a human responding. But I think it creates a connection and it creates like, wow, you know, they read my email, they answered my question, but they also said something nice. And then that was it. And now I'm going to come back, you know, or like I had a really great interaction. That was really awesome. And I think like, that's my goal every time I speak to someone. And I just want it to be personal as much as it can be. And I don't think, don't, you know, don't get mad at me. I don't think AI can do it. <laughs> well, you know, being a voice vendor here at Flip, can we do that is the question, right? Can yeah. AI get as close to that sentiment that you need when you're trying to interact with humans? Now, the, the straight answer is yes, it mm -hmm. can. However, the more complex answer is we also, even as a voice vendor, do not believe that you should supplement the human experience with an AI experience. However, Absolutely. what we do believe is that the combination of both, just like you stated, is the right option for people. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> to your point, right? Simple inquiries that people are calling about should require yeah. a very quick and simple response to not have to wait on hold. For sure. You know, um, a human shouldn't have to handle those things. So that's where I think AI can play a huge role, making us more efficient, yeah. right? The interesting thing is like, where a like especially voice ai has has come from you know if we, if we go way back into mm -hmm. the early 2000s right mm -hmm. voice was so robotic and yep. it couldn't understand a thing then you have yep. this huge influx of voice that's happening on mobile devices with siri and alexa and all these things yeah. that are happening through the late 2000s and into the 2010s and the 2015s mm -hmm. to the point where now voice is something that we're actually primarily relying on um, yeah. to do searches and things like that. Here's the, here's the, where I think the, the, the big power could come in from AI and that's the, the computation that would take for like a human. So I'll give you an example. Yeah. I'm going to pretend like I'm the AI and okay. you're calling in, okay? So so Jillian calls in. So I say, Jillian, welcome to Last Crumb. Thanks for calling. <laughs> and let's say you guys have a brand tagline. Like, do you guys have a brand tagline? Mm -hmm. Um, no. Okay. We well, just, like, never crumble. It's, like, on the inside of our box. That's perfect. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so let's say we start off and say, Jillian, thanks for calling Last Crumb. We hope you never crumble. Right. <laughs> giving yeah. it, giving it the brand tagline right away. Now this, that alone and that introduction from a voice is unheard of. Mm -hmm. For sure. That typically doesn't happen because people are so used to going through the IVR process, Yep. which you, everyone knows we all hate that. <laughs> now let's say that you say, Hey, I'm ordering this for my family. Mm -hmm. Now the beautiful thing that AI can do is, let's also say that they have an entire history of orders mm -hmm. that they've done with you. So AI in theory can, if it's integrated into the right tech, 
yeah. compute that, spit out a recommendation to even your agent before they get on a call. So if, yeah. if this is preparing for them to pass it to an agent, then they can spit that out and give a re recommendation. But also they can potentially handle that themselves. So like, for example, yeah. we try to use it with like our swag store. And so like mm -hmm. people call the swag store, they ask where their order is. Like we can tell them where their order is and we do funny things like have a flipping awesome day. Like, you know, like just keeping <laughs> yeah. it real and fun. And this so is think, by phone, right? Yeah, it's all by phone. Yeah. And I think cool. that the experience that I think so many are feel fearful of with AI, mm -hmm. and you tell me if I'm wrong here, is so much tied to so many bad experiences that we've all yes. had. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's a matter of like course correction. Like can AI change the way people think about it? Right. When they have had, you know, decades of experience of mm -hmm. having a bad one. Yeah, for sure. And that's, that's the big open question. Like, yeah. can it change it? And, the, and, yeah. and that's what I get excited about. I think it can. Mm-hmm but I definitely do not think that it should ever take place, uh, take the place of a human. Yeah. And I think, I, I guess like we're on the same page there because I'm not completely against it. Like I said, I do think it can help, especially like I said, when it's on a larger scale, when there are so many tickets come in and you don't have enough bodies, then yes, absolutely. Please somebody answer these like super simple questions. Um, but yeah, it should never take over a job, right? Like it, de you definitely need humans there interacting with people. Um, but yeah, going back to what you said, I think like all the frustration that I've ever felt dealing with a robot, eat, like chat. Oh my God. I can't not tell you how many times, like with a delivery, I'm like, where is it? Just tell me somebody help. <laughs> um, so yeah, the bad experiences have obviously led me to believe that it's just not the right experience, right? Like you don't, this is not what we should be giving people, but I know that technology is advancing. <laughs> as, as all technology does, you know, like yeah. it all, it all advances and then, and then we can, we can be sometimes happy with it. But, yeah. you know, I, I like the fact that you wanted to talk about this today because yeah. I do think it's important to address this and to talk about it more openly because there's so many people yeah. out there that I think feel the exact same way. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I, I didn't know, honestly, getting into the startup world that people cared so much about customer experience. Like, there's a community of us. <laughs> I'm on a discord with a lot of people that just love CX so much and like bounce ideas off of each other. And I love it. I, I like love that everyone is really just trying to make the experience at their brand at their company just like one of the best experiences right you want someone to just walk away and be like that was great like everyone needs to be like that <laughs> so what do you feel like stands out in your own customer experience at last crumb like if you if you were to let's say you were to post the coolest stuff in the discord mm -hmm. community with the rest of the customer experience um people that are in there and i know which one you're talking about um <laughs> What, like, what are people going to be like, holy cow, that's really cool. You know, I think we're kind of all on the same page, but I, so I'm the only one that does customer experience right now. I don't have anybody else doing it with me. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> one person crew folks. This is awesome. 
Yeah, so just me right now. And I actually do read every single email and like answer every single email by myself, which I think is pretty cool. And if anyone that's in CX, they know how difficult that can be. So when you when you think about some of your customer experience uh, interactions that you have with your customers, um, like you read every email, which means yeah. you're you have a lot of insight. Uh, yeah. probably more insight than anyone at your organization. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is your thoughts around how you bring that insight to the rest of your team um, that you work with yeah. on a day-to-day basis and how can they leverage those type of insights even more? Yeah, you know, every single ticket, every single interaction that I have, obviously I run the metrics and I send this over. I work so closely with everyone. We're a very small team, about eight of us, um, but we're very close in the sense that every issue that I've ever brought up to our ops manager, to our kitchen ops manager, to the marketing team, it does not go unnoticed. Like They're like, okay, how do we fix this problem? Even if it's something very small, everyone's hands on deck and like, how do we change what's going on how do we make the customers happy because they do ultimately know that like the customers <laughs> in this case are um very important so uh, i think with everything that i bring to the table um any changes that need to be made anything that i need to flag it's always like okay how do team what are we doing like how are we changing this what can we test out what can we try to make this better jillian do you guys have like an e-commerce uh platform do you guys like can people buy buy your cookies online and have them shipped to you yeah that's that's the only way we do it for so i want to unpack this a little bit because you have a different set of cx initiatives than than others that are in the direct to consumer mm-hmm. world like if you're if you're a fashion brand you certainly have to worry about like your clothing or whatever you're selling being quality products yeah. but you you don't have to worry about the perishable side that Jillian has to worry about. So this is time to ship. This is supply chain stuff that you are having to deal with. And these other brands might not have to deal with quite as much. Mm -hmm. So how do you tackle that with your team? Oh man. So we've had, you know, we're still very early. We're still very new. We're constantly trying different things, but I don't, I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen our packaging. It's really cool. Um, huge matte black box with slots for each cookie. Each cookie is individually packaged with heat seal packaging. Um, And we bake right before it ships, like literally right before it ships. So, you know, we have a drop model too. So I'm not sure if you're too familiar, but we don't, I want to see, we don't bite off more than we can chew. (laughs) Um, So we want to make sure that we are able to like, freshly bake everything and then ship them out same day. Make sure you get them as quickly as possible. We use pretty quick shipping methods. Um, Cause you know, I I'm, I'm in New York, so I know how it's going to be from coming to California and <laughs> going all the way to New York. I'm like, those cookies better be, you know, super fresh. Um, but yeah, I feel like we have a pretty good process down. Um, and you know, the inevitable happens sometimes you're not, it's not always going to be perfect. 
Sometimes UPS messes things up, but um, I think we do have a really great process of like baking fresh, shipping, um, packaging them really, really well, and then shipping pretty quickly. I just want to try them now. Um, that's oh like, yeah. Whenever I talk to a cool brand like you, I <laughs> I just yeah, it makes me want to try them. We actually just recently, to. not too long ago, um, go check out this other episode too because it's very relatable. Um, Eddie, who is the CMO of Magnolia Bakery, talked a little bit about this too. Um, he had one of his investors on as well, and they were talking about brand and he did, he, he brought up the, the idea, like that it's very different. Like you have different type of CX initiatives that you're dealing with because it's one thing to have a product, like that's not available. It's another thing to have a product that potentially couldn't be available, but also like it could show up and it like not be good right right (laughs) so it is very different approach um yeah and we don't like take returns so it's not like oh this shirt doesn't fit me i'm just gonna send it back it's like (laughs) hey i don't like these and it's like oh i'm sorry about that (laughs) very different very different Uh, so you guys you're you're in new york and Mm -hmm. the organization itself is headquartered in california yeah Mm -hmm, in l.a Los Angeles. Nice. Yeah. So when it comes to like the peak season Mm -hmm. for last Chrome, when is that? Is it the holidays around like the Christmas holiday? Everything. It's it's everything. Love it. Because who doesn't want cookies, right? Like every (laughs) single holiday is like crazy. Um, And especially like Mother's Day is really fun to gift. Um, But the peak peak is definitely Christmas time, um, Thanksgiving also, because it's like, who doesn't want dessert? <laughs> That's a good idea. I think I might order yeah. me some last crumb cookies for Thanksgiving. For Thanksgiving. Or just like any day. It's okay. I mean, that one <laughs> cookie was just like an apple pie, right? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Over um, for Thanksgiving, this last Thanksgiving, we had a like Thanksgiving box. It had four different flavors. Um yeah, it was all like based off of Thanksgiving vibes, you know, apple pie. We had, see, I'm drawing a blank now. <laughs> I'm sure you had pumpkin. Yes. Oh, my God. We had the PSL cookie. Um, yeah, they were very fall. It was good. We need to get it. you a box. <laughs> so, Jillian, we're coming close to time, and I want to ask you two last questions. Okay. First one is taking your hat off of, of last crumb and just thinking about customer experience in general. Mm-hmm. What is your most memorable customer experience that you've had? Oh man. I remember I was working at, I was at away. I don't know if you're familiar with away travel. Oh man. People just need so many things when they're traveling. Um, yeah, when I was at Away, we had a customer contact us about their bag breaking um, while they were in Hawaii. And I'm like, oh, man, okay. So she's like, I need a new one so I can get home. And I was like, all right. And usually shipping to Hawaii is a little difficult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I for any any company. And we're like, okay, um, how do we... And we, we had a process, you know, like every company has a process. I remember just 
hounding down every single person I could to get a replacement for this person. I remember printing out a label for, or yeah, like printing out a label for her, taking it myself um, to, to UPS. It was just, I feel like I have gone above and beyond so many times <laughs> for our customers, but that one was just, and I remember um, she gave me her phone number. She was like, please call me <laughs> with the time difference and everything. Please call me when this is on its way. And I called her, hey, this is shipping very quickly, <laughs> going to your hotel. Um, I put a label in the box. Make sure you send that over. Like send the replacement back. You're the um, the broken one back to us as soon as you receive it. Like from there, you're good to go. Um, it got there. She was super, super stoked. And like, I think it's just, I think it's great that we can do that and work together as a team. Like everybody can work together as a team and be like, we're gonna get this done. Like we can do it. <laughs> one yeah, of the most, most common, common it, the most common thing when I ask this question across so many different episodes that we do is as simple as this you follow through with what mm -hmm. you say you're gonna do yeah those are the wow those are the big wow moments yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, and, it, and it's with funny your job. That, yeah it's funny that we oftentimes overcomplicate it and we think it has to be some extravagant like new thing that we're yeah. not doing or we have to be crazy innovative yeah Truthfully, like we just have to follow through and do the basics mm -hmm. and the foundational pieces, and, and that I, can I, last a long time for you, like, right? Like hundred percent. Yeah. All right, Julian. So this is the last question. What piece of advice would you give other direct to consumer brands who are trying to build a strong customer experience strategy? So I think that for anyone that's trying to build something out, um, and you want it to be like really great. I think put yourself in the customer's shoes. Whenever you are thinking of how can I help this person? How, like, what can we do? What would be the best experience for them? Uh, just put yourself in their situation and see like how you would want to be treated. I think, I think we talked about this, like the golden rule, um, treat others how you want to be treated. So I think keep that in mind when you respond, um, when you're building out your team when you're building out your policies and things like that just remember that we're all human and we are <laughs> and just have a little empathy show a little grace that's that's Love how that. i do it <laughs> jillian was this as scary as you thought it would be yes absolutely <laughs> <laughs> oh man you I, I got... was gonna say no <laughs> i didn't do a good job then um <laughs> so much fun thank you so much again for having me i had such a blast even though i was scared <laughs> you did you did awesome thank you so much for joining us thanks if you have not yet subscribed to the spamming zero podcast go search it on your mobile device and subscribe to it or you can find it on youtube you can find it pretty much everywhere we are one of the only podcasts that's also listed on imdb so that's kind of fun um, but if you have not yet subscribed, do so every week, you're going to get an awesome guest like Jillian. You're going to get an, an awesome host. Hopefully you feel that way with me. Um, and yeah, we would love to hear from you. If there's guests that you also think would be awesome on the show, please tell us, reach out to me on LinkedIn and I would be happy to talk to them. Thanks again.